Welcome to Zikhu Dafsi Man Memory of Ram Goldhar and today Mosekas Adarim Daf Ayim Base, the 10th Perak Nahumarasa. So the three times we're going to focus on number one, the Gemara attempts to prove that a divorce is like silence and not hakama from our Mishnah, which taught that when Anarusa was divorced and remarried on the same day, her last husband and father may revoke her Nadarim. If divorce was like hakama, they would not be able to revoke them. The Gemara answers that our Mishnah may be speaking where the Arus never heard the Neder, so the divorce would not constitute hakama. The Gemara then attempts to prove that divorce is like a comma from a mission which states, If she vowed on that day, and he divorced her and remarried her on that day, he cannot revoke the netter. Apparently, he cannot revoke the netter because the divorce was tantamount to a comma. The Gemara answers, Here we're dealing about a nasua, and the husband cannot revoke Nadarim from the previous marriage because he can never revoke Nadarim from before his marriage except where she remained in Arusa and in the father's domain. Point number two, Rami Barcham inquired, Can the husband revoke Nadarim without hearing them? Do we say that the Pasuk which states Vashami Isha and her husband heard is a prerequisite for Hafar or not? The Ran adds that this question is pertinent to a husband of an Arusa or Nasua as well as to the father. The Gemara attempts to resolve this question from our mission which states, it is the way of before one's daughter leaves his domain. He says to her, All the dharm that you made in my house are hereby revoked. It seems that he may revoke the dharm he has not yet heard. The Gemara answers that he will again revoke the Nadarim when he hears of them. The purpose of the father's declaration, although ineffective, is a means of entering into a discussion with his daughter whereby she will tell him of the Nadarim she made and he will then revoke them. And point number three, the Gemara attempts another proof from a price which teaches, if one was traveling abroad and assigned an administrator to care for his property and told him they should revoke all Nadarim his wife makes in his absence, Ryoshi is as he cannot because the Torah specifically names the husband as the one who can confirm and revoke and not as Shaliach. Rabbi Yonason counted, We find throughout the Torah that one Shaliach is like himself and here as well the Shaliach can revoke his wife's Nadarim. We see that an Asian could revoke Nadarim, and even Rabbi Yoshi only invalidated it, based on a Pusik, although the husband never heard them. The run explains that although it is possible that the Shulich heard the Nadarim, if the husband would not be able to revoke Nadarim that he himself did not hear, his Shulich would not be able to either. The one answers on the next off that it can be speaking where he instructed the Shulich to say, Your Nadarim should be revoked when your husband hears about them. Such a hafar takes effect when the husband hears of the nadarim. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara attempts to prove that a divorce is like silence and not a comma from our Mishnah, which taught that when an Arusa was divorced and remarried on the same day, her last husband and father may revoke a nadarim. If divorce was like hakama, they would not be able to revoke them. The Gemara answers that our Mishnah may be speaking where the Arus never heard the netter, so the divorce would not constitute hakama. The Gemara then attempts to prove that divorce is like a comma from a mission which states, If she vowed on that day, and he divorced her and remarried her on that day, he cannot revoke the netter. Apparently, he cannot revoke the netter because the divorce was tantamount to a comma. The Gemara answers, Here we're dealing about a nasua, and the husband cannot revoke Nadarim from the previous marriage because he can never revoke Nadarim from before his marriage except where she remained in Arusa and in the father's domain. Point number two, Rami Barcham inquired, Can the husband revoke Nadarim without hearing them? Do we say that the Pasuk which states Vashami Isha and her husband heard is a prerequisite for Hafar or not? The Rana adds that this question is pertinent to a husband of an Arusa or Nasua as well as to the father. The Gemara attempts to resolve this question from our mission which states, 
Derek Tamlechukhamim, actually Yatsas Bito Meitzo, it is the way of Tamlechukhami before one's daughter leaves his domain. He says to her, on the darm that you made in my house are hereby revoked. It seems that he may revoke the darm he has not yet heard. The great answer is that he will again revoke the darm when he hears of them. The purpose of the father's declaration, although ineffective, is a means of entering into a discussion with his daughter, whereby she will tell him of the darm she made, and he will then revoke them. And point number three, the Gemara attempts another proof from a price which teaches, if one was traveling abroad and assigned an administrator to care for his property, and told him that he should revoke all Nadarim his wife makes in his absence, Ryoshi says he cannot, because the Torah specifically names the husband as the one who can confirm and revoke, and not a shaliach. Rabbi Yonis encountered, We find throughout the Torah that one shaliach is like himself, and here as well the shaliach can revoke his wife's Nadarim. We see that an Asian could revoke Nadarim, and even Rabbi Yoshi only invalidated it based on a Pusik, although the husband never heard them. The run explains that although it is possible that the Shuliach heard the Nadarim, if the husband would not be able to revoke Nadarim that he himself did not hear, his Shuliach would not be able to either. The run answers on the next off that it can be speaking where he instructed the Shuliach to say, Your Nadarim should be revoked when your husband hears about them. Such a hafar takes effect when the husband hears of the Nadarim. All right, so now we go to Simadaf Ayin Base, and this is suggested to us by Rabbi Shai Klein from Manchester. He suggested that Ayin Base relates to something thick, so we should use a thick piece of cake or a thick piece of birthday cake. So here goes. The man who divorced his wife who made a nether not to eat from his birthday cake and then remarried her the same day and was unable to make for her nether from before the marriage realized that there was so much noise at the party that he wouldn't be able to hear her nadarim. So he made a shaliach for the remainder of the party to revoke. All her vows. Once again, it's emotion. The man who divorced his wife who made a netter not tea from his birthday cake. Birthday cake, that must be warned of. I am base. A thick piece of birthday cake. The man who divorced his wife who made a netter not tea from his birthday cake and then remarried her the same day and was unable to make for a netter from before the marriage. Which reminds the Gemara attempts to prove that a divorce is like a coming from a mission which states that if a woman vowed on that day and her husband divorced her and remarried her on that day, he cannot revoke the netter. Apparently, he could not revoke the nether because the divorce was tantamount to Hakama. The Gemara answers Hakama Nesua Askin. Here we are speaking about a Nesua, and the husband could not revoke Nadarim from the previous marriage because he could never revoke Nadarim from before his marriage except where she remained in Arusa and in the father's domain. So the man who divorced his wife who made a nether not to eat from his birthday cake and then remarried her the same day and was unable to make for her nether from before the marriage realized that there was so much noise at the party that he wouldn't be able to hear her nadarim, which reminds us Rami Bar inquired, Can the husband revoke nadarim without hearing them? Do we say that the Pasuk which states for Shami Isha and her husband heard is a prerequisite for Hafara or not? So, the man who divorced his wife who made a netter not to eat from his birthday cake and then remarried her the same day and was unable to make for her netter from before the marriage realized that there was so much noise at the party that he wouldn't be able to hear her nadarim. So he made a shaliach for the remainder of the party to revoke all her vows. Which reminds us that this malchokas of a shaliach can revoke nadarim. So once again, the man who divorced his wife who made a netter not to eat from his birthday cake and then remarried her the same day and was unable to make for a netter from before the marriage realized that there was so much noise at the party that he wouldn't be able to hear her nadarim. So he made a shaliach for the remainder of the party to revoke all her vows. All right, so now it's time for Forbalapa Chazara. Daf Samaches. So the simmer Daf Samaches is schach, and we often use sukkah for the simon. So here goes. The Nar Marasa was sitting in a sukkah, sukkah, that must be more on Daf Samaches, schach. 
The Nahmarasa was sitting in a sukkah which had a light-up decoration of the words Ben Ishli Ishto, juxtaposed with the words Ben Avrabito, which reminds us the Academy of Rav provided an alternate source for the joint hafar of the father and husband of a Na'ara who's in Arusa. The final pasuk about hafar says, These are the laws that Hashem commanded Ben Ishli Ishto Ben Avrabito, between a man and his wife, between a father and his daughter, Ben Nuhurel Be Savia, in her youth, in her father's house. From here, from the juxtaposition of the father and the husband, we learn about Anara, who's in Arusa, that her father and husband are made for her netter jointly. So the Nar Marasa was sitting in a sukkah which had a light of decoration of the words Ben Ishli Ishto, juxtaposed to the words Ben Avlabito, and was listening to her husband say that he does not have the right to cut off half of the netter she made on the tukazesim of food, which reminds us, the more poses a question, Bal Megas guys or Makush Kalish? Does a husband, when being made for Anarusa's netter, cut off half of the netter when he's made for, or does he weaken the entire netter? The more expresses a practical outcome of this inquiry if an Arusa made a netter, not to eat two specific kazesim of food, and the husband revoked the netter and she subsequently ate both kazesim, does she receive malchus? If the husband's hafar cuts away half, and the other half remains in full force, then eating the second gazayas, whichever it is, won't kermalka. But if the husband's hafara halves the strength of the entire netter, then both kazayasim remain prohibited, but not with the full force of the original prohibition to incur malkas. So, the Namarasa was sitting in a sukkah which had a light-up decoration of the words Ben Ishli Ishto, juxtaposed to the words Ben Avlabito, and was listening to Rochassan say that he does not have the right to cut off half of the netter she made on the two kazayasim of food. When news arrived that her father died and that his right to mefer, Nudadarim, was emptied out to Rochassan. Which reminds us, the Gemara presents a proof to the above question by bringing a lengthy brisa about the rules of Nisrokna, literally emptied out, referring to when one party dies and control of Hafara would potentially fall to the other. The first four cases are presented on this daf, and the Gemara's proof will be from the fifth case brought on the next daf. Daf Samachtes, so the similar daf Samachtes is soot, and we often use a chimney sweep. So here goes. The chimney sweep, chimney sweep, that must move on daf Samachtes, soot. The chimney sweep who learned that his afara of his Arusa's daughter's netter from cleaning chimneys was Mikosh Kalish, and he therefore cannot be made for the portion of the chassan who died before hearing of the netter, which reminds us, if a father revoked the vow as of Arusa's daughter and the husband died before hearing of it, according to Beishamai, Chosar Abu Mefer Chalkoshobal, the father repeats and revokes the portion of the husband, but Beishamai say that the father cannot revoke the netter. The Gemara explains the Machlok as thus resolving the inquiry on the previous daf. According to Beishamai's Megas guys, the first party's hafara cuts away half of the netter, leaving the other half intact. When the husband dies, that half falls to the father's domain, and he can revoke it. According to Basilo, Mikosh Kalish, he weakens the entire netter. This weakened remainder of the netter cannot be transferred to the father's domain at the husband's death, so the father cannot revoke it. So the chimney sweep who learned that his afara of his Arusa daughter's netter from cleaning chimneys was Mikosh Kalish, and he therefore cannot be made for the portion of the chassan who died before hearing of the netter, wondered if he can seek annulment of his afara, which reminds us, Rava asked, Yesha el bahakim or Ensha el bahakim? Is there annulment for hakam of a netter or not? Do we say that just as one can seek annulment of a netter from a chacham, he can do the same with his akama, which is akin to a netter, which would reinstate his ability to revoke the netter that day or not? Rava continued, if we would conclude that it is possible to annul hakama, yesha ila bahafer or ain't sheila is there even annulment for hafara or not? Would it be possible for someone who had already revoked a netter, rendering a void, to annul the hafara and reinstate the netter? 
So the chimney sweep who learned that his afar of a Zerusa daughter's nether from cleaning chimneys was Mikosh Kalish, and he therefore could not be made for the portion of the chassan who died before hearing of the nether, wondered if he can seek a nomad of his afara. But the chacham was busy dealing with the case of one who made a hakama contingent on a hafara, which reminds us the more discusses what if one made a hakama contingent on a hafara. Daf Ayn, so the simple Daf Ayn is an eye doctor. So here goes. The confused receptionist at the eye doctor's office who told the young patient that her appointment was confirmed for her today, which might mean it's revoked for her tomorrow, and that her appointment was confirmed for her for an hour and revoked after an hour, suggested that perhaps she should speak to her father and Hassan, who each have an advantage over the other regarding Hafara. Once again, it's slow motion. The confused receptionist, the eye doctor's office. Eye doctor's office? That must mean we're on Duff Ayan. Eye doctor. The confused receptionist at the eye doctor's office, who told the young patient that her appointment was confirmed for her today, which might mean it's revoked for her tomorrow, which reminds us, Rabbi had asked, if one said, it is confirmed for you today, do we say implicit in his words is the converse, and it is revoked for you tomorrow, which the more now assumes would be valid? He then asks, if one said, it is revoked for you tomorrow, do we say imply that today it would be confirmed, and it can no longer be revoked? Or do we say that since he did not explicitly confirm for today, the revocation is valid? So the confused receptionist at the eye doctor's office who told the young patient that her appointment was confirmed for her today, which might mean it is revoked for her tomorrow, and that her appointment was confirmed for her for an hour and revoked after an hour, which reminds us a final inquiry was posed. If we say, that confirmed for you an hour is not considered revoked because the implied hafar was not expressed, what if he explicitly said confirmed for you for an hour and revoked after an hour? Does the temporary akama make the netter confirmed, or is the hafar afterwards valid since it was on the same day? So the confused receptionist at the eye doctor's office, who told the young patient that her appointment was confirmed for her today, which might mean it is revoked for her tomorrow, and that her appointment was confirmed for her for an hour, and revoked after an hour, suggested that perhaps she should speak to her father and chassan, who each have an advantage over the other regarding hafara, which reminds us, the next mission teaches that the father and husband each have an advantage in hafara. If the father dies, the right to revoke Nadarim is not transferred to the husband. But if the husband dies, the right to revoke Nadarim is transferred to the father. It then teaches the relative advantage of the husband, that the husband can revoke her Nadarim after she reaches Bagras, and the father cannot. So the similar Daf Ein Of is a donkey going E-R. So here goes. The donkey driver, donkey driver, that must remember Daf Ein Of, E-R. The donkey driver who came to pick up his poor daughter, who vowed as an Arusa, and then was divorced and betrothed, and divorced a hundred times that day, which reminds us. The next mission states, Nadra Bihi Arusa, Nisgar she vowed as an Arusa, and was divorced on that day, Nisgar Shibobiyom, Afilu Amea, and then she was betrothed again, even to a hundred men successfully, Avia Ubao Acharon Mefirin, and Her father and last husband may jointly revoke her Nadarim. So, the donkey driver who came to pick up his poor daughter, who vowed as an Arusa, and then was divorced and betrothed and divorced a hundred times that day, would heard her last Arus be made for her Nadarim, that the first Arus could have revoked, which reminds us, Gamora asks, where do we know that the last husband may even revoke Nadarim that were fit for the first husband to revoke? Shmuel provides a source, and if she would be married to a man, and her Nadarim are upon her. 
Nadarm Shayu Aleh Kvar. This implies even Nadarm that were upon her from before can be revoked by the second husband. So the donkey driver who came to pick up his poor daughter, who vowed as an Arusa, and then was divorced and betrothed and divorced a hundred times that day, heard her last Arus be made for her Nadarm that the first Arus could have revoked, because he was concerned that divorce might be equal to a Hakama and he might remarry her that day. Which reminds us, the Gemara inquires, Gerashin Kishtikadamya o Kahakamadamya. Is divorce equal to silence or hakama? The run explains that since the husband is aware that by divorcing her, he will not be able to revoke her nadarim, divorcing her without revoking her nadarim may be tantamount to a hakama of her nadarim, similar to silence for a full day. The more explains the practical outcome of this inquiry. In a case where she vowed and her husband heard, and he divorced her and remarried her on the same day. All right, so now it's time to conclude with a pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which step with the question if divorce is equal to silence or hakama? That's on Dav. Ein off. Good. Number two, which step with the if a shaliach can revoke nadarim? That's on Dav. I am based. Good. Number three, which step with the question what is the din if one made a hakama contingent on the hafara? That's on Dav. Good number four. Which of the one that the Academy of Rabbi Shmuel's source for the joint hafara of the father and husband of an Amarasa is the juxtaposition in the Pasuk of Ben Ishli Ishto Ben Avrabito? That's on Dav. Good number five. Which of the we have a question if the husband can revoke the Darim without hearing them? That's on Dav. I'm based. Good number six. Wish that we the source that the last husband may even revoke Nadarim that were fit for the first husband to revoke. That's on Dav. I know. Good number seven. Wish that we the case where a man once forbade his wife from benefiting from him until she gave a taste of her food to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. That's on Dav. Good number eight. Which of the women that if a woman vowed as an Arusa and was divorced on that day, and then she was betrothed again, even to a hundred men successively, her father and last husband may jointly revoke her Nadarim? That's on Dav. Ayanov. Good number nine. Which of the women the Basila held that if the father revoked the vow of his Arusa daughter and the husband died before hearing of it, he cannot revoke it since a hafaret is Miklash Kalish. That's on Dav. Good. And number 10, which of the women of a woman vowed on a day and her husband divorced her and remarried her on that day? He cannot revoke her nether from a previous marriage. That's on Dav. I am based. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldman Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.